for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Welcome to another living life. I was once walking in the streets of Manhattan as a teenager, uh, and I was stopped by someone, like a film crew. Uh, they were filming something on the streets, and they asked me to be a part of it. Uh, it was actually a segment for one of those late night shows. It might have been a late, late night show, whatever it was. I kind of forgot about it. Uh, basically, the audience was to, supposed to look at someone, uh, in this case me, and they had to guess how many fights I had been in. And then afterwards, I give them the uh, right answer. I never saw the segment uh, air on TV, so I don't actually know how it turned out. Uh, but I want to ask you the question. How many fights do you think that I've been in uh, looking at me right now? Uh, what's your number, right? Or how many fights have you guys been in? Uh, perhaps it's a time for you guys to think about that. Uh, today's passage, like the previous section that we talked about yesterday, uh, deals with the proper treatment of fellow Israelites, uh, this time dealing with personal injury. It shows that God cares about our bodies, fortunately, and that God cares about our well-being. And the question is not how many fights that we've been a part of, uh, but the consequences of them. And more importantly, what would God think of us actually harming and fighting with one another? Uh, so with that in mind, uh, let's all read today's passage together. Exodus chapter 21, verses 12 through 27. Anyone who strikes a person with a fatal blow is to be put to death. However, if it is not done intentionally, but God lets it happen, they are to flee to a place I will designate. But if anyone schemes and kills someone deliberately, that person is to be taken from my altar and put to death. Anyone who attacks their father or mother is to be put to death. Anyone who kidnaps someone is to be put to death, whether the victim has been sold or is still in the kidnapper's possession. Anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. If people quarrel and one person hits another with a stone or with their fist and the victim does not die but is confined to bed, the one who struck the blow will not be held liable if the other can get up and walk around outside with a staff. However, the guilty party must pay the injured person for any loss of time and see that the victim is completely healed. Anyone who beats their male or female slave with a rod must be punished if the slave dies as a direct result but they are not to be punished if the slave recovers after a day or two, since the slave is their property. If people are fighting and hit a pregnant woman, and she gives birth prematurely, but there is no serious injury, the offender must be fined whatever the woman's husband demands and the court allows. But if there is serious injury, you are to take life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, bruise for bruise. 
An owner who hits a male or female slave in the eye and destroys it must let the slave go free to compensate for the eye. And an owner who knocks out the tooth of a male or female slave must let the slave go free to compensate for the tooth. Now, I read somewhere when I was younger uh, about a certain city in America that tried to reinstate the Ten Commandments as law. Uh, they wanted to take all Ten Commandments and apply it into their law, actual law, actual city law, whatever you want to call it. And I thought about it, right? And some of it kind of makes sense. Uh, but I realized, like, how do you know if someone is, you know, honoring their father or mother? How do you actually know if someone is coveting someone's, you know, neighbor's uh, possession? It's very hard for us to tell those things. You know, today's passage is part of the section called the Book of the Covenant. And it's easy for us to think about this section as an elaboration or an application of those Ten Commandments in our lives. It's how to apply them in real, specific, and tangible ways. And for the most part, uh, today's passage that we're focusing on, it focuses on the Fifth and Sixth Commandments. Uh, by the way, do you guys know what they are? I'm going to tell you, so it's okay. It's honor your father and mother, and then you shall not murder. You know, God begins today by making a distinction between intentional and premeditated and then unintentional and accidental killing. You know, the former is met with non-negotiable punishment, uh, but the latter, you know, although there are some qualifications, there are some leeway uh, with the punishment there. Uh, the next section, verses 15 to 17, are more about how children should honor their parents. Once again, I have no idea how you can tell what's in a child's heart. Uh, and a, serious, a serious breach of filial duty can actually lead to even death, according to today's passage. Uh, the last section of today's passage, from verses 18 to 27, uh, they outline certain you know, specific altercations. You know, one between quarreling people, others that deal with slaves, and then another section that deals with pregnant women. You know, there are two things that I think we could glean from today's passage. Uh, number one, that God considers all of his creation to be very precious. Why? Because we are made in his image. You know, Genesis chapter 1, when we see that God creates man, humans, for the very first time, he makes it a point to go over and over again. You know, in our image, he was made. He is made in our image over and over and again. He emphasizes that point. You know, the animals, the plants, the stars, they were not made in the image of God, uh, but we were. And because of that, uh, we have the special place in creation. And because of that, God considers it us uh, to be very precious. We are image bearers. We all have that inside of us. Uh, so therefore, taking a human life is a heinous act that God considers a capital punishment to be appropriate response because an attack on one another is an attack on the image of God. So if we begin with that premise, and then we know that every person is created in the image of God. You know, if we think about that, if we truly believe it, if we remember it in all the interactions that we have with one another, you know, I guarantee you, our lives would be very different. You know, it's easy to see the people that you love, right? To see them as the image of God, your parents, your girlfriend, boyfriend, wife, husband, children, whatever, even your siblings, right? Uh, but uh, the people that you don't like, the people that annoy you, uh, the people that do terrible things to you. How about the guy who cut you off in traffic the other day? Uh, do you see him as the image bearer of God? Of course not. You see him as some nasty person, right? How about your worst enemies that you have in your life? I think it's a little harder to look at them and fathom them as the image of God. 
Uh, but from the very beginning, if we were all truly mindful of the image of God being stamped on every one of us, every man, woman, and child, now how much differently uh, might we actually treat one another? Uh, but because of sin, because of our collective sin, you know, we don't really do this, right? You know, why is there racism? Why is there sexism? Uh, because we refuse to acknowledge that the other person is made in the image of God. We consider them inferior or different. You know, murder is terrible, but hatred, any act of it, any act of it, is in itself a subject to punishment. That's what Jesus tells us. He says, right, in the Sermon on the Mount, you have heard that it was said to people long ago, you shall not murder, or anyone who murders will be subject to punishment. Uh, but I tell you, everyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment as well. You know, the very idea that you could hate a brother or sister, or even an enemy, actually, is very problematic for Jesus. You know, so the question that I think this passage is asking us today is, is there someone in your heart that you dislike or even hate? Is there someone that you just truly hate inside your heart? You know, when I just mentioned the word hate or dislike, is there someone that's popping up in your head? You know, I pray that everyone here today, not only remember, obviously, that we shall not murder one another, we shall not physically harm one another, uh, but we should strive to be more like Christ and to be able to let go of any pain or any hatred or any dislike that we have for our fellow brother or sister. And remember the standard of love that Christ has already given us and for us to be able to follow that. Uh, secondly, what we can see from today's passage is the value of relationships, that God considered relationships very important. Parent and child, husband and wife, even slaves and their masters, even relationships within the community, that God considered these relationships so important that he gave us guidelines on how to honor one another in them, that there should never be any abuse, uh, no extreme punishment, that no matter what, we should be practicing respect and caution and all the actions that we have, because all of these relationships are so important. You know, when Christ was asked about the most important laws, uh, Jesus, he answered in two parts. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. But then he said, love your neighbor as you love yourself as well. You know, it's not a checklist today for us to how to show our love, right? You should not murder checklist. We should not hurt one another, checklist. You should not, you know, hit a pregnant woman, of course, checklist. Uh, but these things are not just ways for us to show our love to one another. We got to take it a step beyond. You know, for Jesus, it was greater than following these laws as some kind of manual. Uh, everything had to go from loving one another to being able to truly see one another as an image bearer. So today, that's the challenge that I want to give to everyone today. Everyone on the streets, uh, your family members, the people that you work with, uh, the people at the market that you run into, whomever it may be, that you are able to truly see them as Christ sees them, as image bearers of God. Now, verse 24 is a very famous verse. Uh, even non-Christians all know of it. Uh, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, uh, foot for foot, and life for life. 
you know, we might be tempted to use this passage as a way for us to justify uh, when we, someone attacks us that we could attack them back, right? If someone says a nasty thing to you, what do you do? You say something equally as nasty. If someone hurts you, what do you do? You hurt them equally. It's a very appropriate response. Uh, but this is not what God had in mind when he gave us this law. It's not what Jesus had in mind when he spoke about this law. You know, he also says in the Sermon on the Mount, he says, You have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. You know, what Jesus is telling us and what the law was attempting to do uh, telling us not to take matters into our own hands, that we should never trust our sense of judgment. Instead, we should rely totally on God, trust in Him, and trust that His justice will prevail. You know, Jesus takes it one step further and says that when we can practice love, even in the most difficult moments, uh, that's what should we be doing. And we should just trust that God will take care of the rest. You know, these laws were never given to burden us. Uh, instead, it's supposed to give us a sense of true justice, a way for us to rely on God instead of taking matters into our own hands. It's also to show us what God's expectation for his people were. So I pray for everyone here today uh, that when we're confronted with a situation where it's easy for us to deal with anger or hatred, uh, instead we look towards Jesus. We remember that God loves us. We remember God's justice will prevail. And we were able to let go of all of that and trust that Jesus will take care of the rest like he always does. Uh, let's all pray today. Dear Lord, we thank you so much uh, for giving us these words, giving us your word, and reminding us that you know, what you desire for us is to love. The same way that you loved us, you want us uh, as your people, as your sons and daughters, to love one another as well. We pray that in every opportunity that we have, uh, that we're able to show this love, the love of Jesus Christ. Uh, not because we're good, but because we know that you are good. Lord, help us to remember you in all that we do today. Help us to rely fully on you. And help us to also remember that everyone that we see, they're not just strangers, but they're members of our family. Uh, they are brothers and sisters, and they are also image bearers of God. Help us to always remember this in our hearts. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Singer soul, the chin of the world, and stepping in closer, see